I love this. This is fun. I'm telling you right now. All right, one, two. We're going to get it right now. One, two. Yeah. Yo, I come to pour my praise on him. He forgave me for all my sin. I owe all I have to him. It's with him we always win. So I'ma let the Holy Spirit in so he could guide us. Devil be trying to ride us back up. We protected like made men. So even when we die, tell the grave I ain't stepping in. It's by his grace we rise up. I used to trap, no longer tied up. Open my eyes and now I see. Used to think small, but now my vision big like B.I.G. So I'ma bust in the room and give it all I got. You only got one shot. So yo, why not break all the rules, religious folks, hot, break the box and pour it out. Yo, it's the Holy Ghost party, so the praise don't stop. Right now, heaven got my praise on lock. What we come to do, we come to praise our pops. Go ahead, break the alabaster box. Yo, it's the Holy Ghost party, the praise don't stop. Right now, heaven got my praise on lock. We're going to come to praise our pops. Go ahead and break the alabaster box, yo. Let no one ever judge your worship They don't understand your purpose But God is worth it The good news, you heard it Shows us and yo, we not perfect Stepped in, took our place Died on the cross Showed us love, rescued us We was lost My alibi's nothing Don't compare the cost It's a privilege to praise and worship the boss Come on, to Holy Ghost party Praise don't stop Heaven right now Got my praise on lock Yo, what we come to do? Come to praise our pops Go ahead, break the alibi the box, yo. Yeah. Somebody say, open that alabaster box up. The praise don't stop. It's the Holy Ghost party, so the praise don't stop. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost party. Y'all must stop me there. Praise don't stop. Amen. Let's pray, Father. We bless you for another opportunity to come and hear what heaven has to say to us, your people. We pray that, God, your ears would be open and that, God, we would give you what it is you desire of us. I pray that you would anoint me, strengthen my physical body, strengthen my spiritual man, hide me behind the cross, use me for your glory. We'll give you praise and glory for all these things. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm going to read the morning verse again from Mark chapter 14, verses 1 through 9. After two days was the feast of the Passover, and of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment and sparknard, very precious. She broke the box, poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye may do good to them. But me, you have not always. She hath done what she could. 
She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the bearing. Verily I say unto you, whosoever this gospel should be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial unto her. I want to preach to you this morning from the subject, Let It Pour. Let it pour. Could your neighbor say, what do you have to give? We have now come to the final moments of Jesus' life. The approach to the cross. The focal point of the whole work of God was to bring us to this point. Mark chapter 14 is the longest chapter in this book, 72 verses long, where we are introduced to the players in the greatest drama to ever unfold. We have Jesus, we have Mary, we have Judas, we have the disciples, we have the religious leaders, and the whole drama is being directed in the back by none other than God himself. The cross is at the center of all Christianity. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ has always been the focus of, of our faith, the heart of salvation, the central theme of the entire Bible. The cross is the height of redemptive history. It is the ratification of a new covenant, the single atonement for sin, the satisfaction of divine justice, the propitiation of holy wrath, the epitome of sovereign love and grace, the object of saving faith, the only hope of eternal life. And because of the importance of the cross, it is previewed all throughout scripture. When God killed the sacrifice to cover Adam and Eve, it is previewed in the promised moments after the fall and the curse. When God reveals that man would come, he would be wounded by Satan, but he would crush Satan's head. The cross is previewed and Abel's accepted sacrifice. It's in the ark of the eight saved souls. The cross is seen in the sacrificial animal that was found at, by Isaac at Mount Moriah. It's viewed in the Passover lambs where, where they were slaughtered in Egypt whose death and blood protected the families of divine judgment. The cross is portrayed in the rock in the wilderness. It is portrayed where the serpent was lifted up. It is seen in the act of Boaz, the kinsman redeemer. It is anticipated in all the Levitical sacrifices. It is prophesied about in Psalms 22, Isaiah 53, Zechariah 12, and all the things that were in the very words that Jesus spoke were all prophesied and all spoken of. When John the Baptist identified that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Everybody knew that a lamb was a useful and acceptable to God if it was killed. John the Baptist, the Messiah, he knew that the Messiah had to die. They all knew. That was the Old Testament. It made it clear in Revelations 13 and through its 
end of the Bible takes even before the scripture and even before creation. Revelation 13 says that Jesus was lamb slain before the foundation of the world, meaning that the death of Jesus was preordained by God. It wasn't a mistake. It was planned from the beginning of time. Are y'all with me this morning? Understanding the importance of the cross and the resurrection is at utmost important to us and our faith. And sometimes I believe that as Christians, we overlook it and it becomes so common. We put diamonds in our crosses, but the cross was no pretty place to die. It was a bloody place. It was a place of horror and torment. And so this is where we have come in our study. We're now at the part where Jesus is about to be crucified. And our text says that after two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes saw how they might take him by craft, put him to death. But they said, no, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. Now, the Passover represented the holy commemoration of the Hebrews' liberation from Egypt. We know about the Passover, where God had told them to put the blood on the doorpost so that the deaf angel would pass over. All right? They were in there. They didn't have time to break, bake a full um, correct bread, so he told them to bake bread that was unleavened, that didn't rise. Amen? And this was uh, one of the most uh, recognized feasts of the Jews. They understood that this meant that Jesus was passing over. Death was passing over. That everybody else was dying, but we would be saved if we put the blood on the doorpost. I hope I'm not boring anybody. So here what we have is this was two days. It was two days before the, the, the Passover. After two days, actually, they were in the Passover. So what we have is the Passover at the Passover. We have Jesus, who would be the Passover lamb, the sacrifice taking place, having Passover. And I'm just, I just want to ask you this morning, how has Jesus been the Passover in our lives? Don't sit there and act like we ain't never had nothing that Jesus had to pass over. See, the fact that there are some things that should have killed us but didn't is proof that we have been passed over. Y'all better help me, Christian. I'm already preaching. I don't know what you're waiting for. You got to learn how to follow me. But we have already been passed. Somebody better give God some praise that what could have killed us passed over and didn't kill us. Because there's some people and some things that we did that some other people did, then they're not here anymore because of them very things. It was a very important thing, and we thank God. I thank God that he, his blood covers me and that the enemy couldn't kill me with some stuff that I know he assigned to try to kill me. Tab your neighbor say, I'm still here. But it's only because the blood, it ain't because you're special, it ain't because you're so anointed, so gifted, so great because of your last name. It's nothing but by the grace of God and the blood of Jesus that covers us, that stuff passed over us. And, and some of the stuff didn't even pass over, it passed through. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. It came and we took place in it, but thank God that it didn't kill us. When God told us not to touch it, we decided we was going to touch it anyway. 
So it says, and being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leopard. Now check this out. He was in the house of Simon the leopard as he was eating meat. Here comes this woman. This woman comes. She had an alabaster box of ointment and spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and she poured it on his head. Now listen to this. The anointings of Jesus' head and feet are the events recorded in all four Gospels. The account in Matthew 26, Mark 14, and John 12, they all take place on Holy Wednesday of the Holy Week at the house of Simon the leper in Bethany in a village in Judea on the southeastern slope of the Mount of Olives. And he is anointed by Mary of Bethany. Now watch this. The sister of Martha and Lazarus, right? Y'all know this story. The event and Luke features an unknown sinful woman. Now, I, I, just just bear with me for a minute because I want to read the account that's in Luke chapter 7. And that's Luke chapter 7, verse 36. It says, and one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. When he went to the Pharisee's house, he sat down to meet, and behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. There are two there are two occasions, and you you, you don't want to you don't want to mix them two up. But I'm going to tie them together because that's what God told me to do. But it's very interesting because this Mary here that we have at this uh, particular particular anointing of Jesus is the sister of Martha of Lazarus, who was raised from the dead. And the other account of the anointing in the alabaster box was the Mary Magdalene, who was the prostitute. Catch it. So he was anointed by two Marys and two separate occasions. All right. That's important. Why is it important? It's important because of what happens next. Verse four. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of ointment made? <laughs> for it could have been sold for more than 300 pence. Now, you need to understand that 300 pence, a pence was a day's wage in the Bible. So what this lady broke was over a year's salary. Uh-oh. For it might have been sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. Now, in the, other, in the other accounts, it talks about how Judas, they just said that because Judas, Judas was robbing the treasury. He wanted the money. And then and the occasion of where the alabaster, the alabaster box is something that holds. It's a very precious box. It's a very costly box. Most likely an heirloom, something that was passed down. Now, let me just digress. Can, can you bear with me for a minute? I'm preaching right now. You I, so, so I was thinking about it, and I said, now, the, the woman in the, the Luke account in chapter 7, we can understand how she got that costly ointment. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. 
when it comes to Mary, we're figuring, okay, brother of Lazarus, then hmm, this might have been passed down, something that was passed down through the family, because it never gives the identity of Mary in this sense as being a lady of the night. Ooh. But but what is awesome is that the attitudes of the people who witnessed these women breaking what was valuable was that of indignation. Mm. Why? Because there's always gonna be people in your life that 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 don't value what you value. There's always gonna people be people that think what you're doing is a waste. How, how dare they say that this was a waste? Why was this wasted when this was the only place of worth to pour out anything? Y'all ain't going to help me. because and, and I believe it's because they don't understand the price that has been paid for what has been received. Ooh. The nerve of Lazarus to be mad at Mary for breaking this costly ointment over the head of Jesus. The nerve. Because think about it. He just been let. He was resurrected from the dead. It says that he was a leper. Should nobody be in his presence in the first place. But it says he was a leper. Which means that he received a healing See, I'm trying, see, y'all missing it because I hope you don't fall in this category where you're ungrateful for what God has done for you. So then you start judging others for what they do for God. Y'all, y'all missed it. They, how, how, the nerve of these men to be mad at this woman who, first of all, broke protocol because she shouldn't have came in the room where the men were eating in the first place. But when God has been good to you. Oh my God, when God has been good to you, you're not going to let anything stop or hinder your worship. See, she understood this was an opportunity to worship the God who not only raised up her brother, but he, y'all not gonna say that, but healed her family. Because back then, if Lazarus would have died and Jesus didn't resurrect it, there would be no man to cover the woman. So the woman understood that everything I got, everything we have, belongs to him anyway. And it takes somebody that's willing to be broken so that they can pour out everything that they... I'm preaching. Y'all ain't ready for this. This ain't the right house to preach this message. I'm trying to help you. You got something on the inside, but you are too afraid to be broken. And that's why you can't get what God has for you. Somebody say, break me. While they're sitting there worrying about what's going on and the price and the cost of stuff. There's nothing that weighs the more value than Jesus Christ. Ooh. So Jesus says, you better leave her alone. Tap your neighbor, say, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave me alone. Why are you troubling me while she while I'm worshiping? While I'm giving God all I have. Leave me alone. You need to learn how to tell people to leave your worship alone. You don't understand what I had to go through to get this praise, to get this worship, to get this hallelujah, to get this sacrifice. 
Leave me alone. If you think it don't take all that, then leave me alone with coming to me, asking me to touch and agree when you have an opportunity to pour out your worship, but you gonna sit there and look at me like I'm crazy. The devil is a lie. You better pour it out now before... Don't wait for him to deliver you from the car crash to pour it out. Don't wait for him to bring you out of the operating room to pour it out. Don't wait for him to get you off drugs to pour it out. Don't wait for him to deliver you from a broken heart to pour it out. Pour it out now. Break me, Lord. Pour it out. Pour out your worship and don't care what nobody has to say because the same people that's going to talk about when you're pouring out, wait till he starts pouring in. He said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She walked a good work on me because the poor you have always. But me, you're not going to have always. Praise him while you have a chance. Worship him while you have a chance. Because you're not going to have him always. Yeah, you ain't going to say nothing. Somebody say, I'm going to praise him while I got a chance. I'm going to give him hallelujah while I got my voice, while I got breath. I'm going to raise a hand while I can lift a hand. I'm going to shout while I got strength in my legs. I'm not going to wait till I can't move no more and need somebody. If I could do anything, if I got the shake, I'm going to give him everything that I got while I have a chance. While I'm on this side of glory, I'm going to praise him. Why? Because praise you better help me. I'm about done. She said, listen, she have done what she could. Have you done what you could? Listen, if you've done what you could, no indictment. But if you've done half of what you could, some of what I could, because you could have done more. Remember, we, we talked about the woman who gave the two mites. She gave all. She could. Have you done all you could? See, we got lazy praise people. We got lazy in the church. Because, well, no, no. You could do better. You could do better praising. You could do better shouting. You could do better giving. You could do better coming. You could do better what? Helping your brothers and sisters. You could do better. You can. The enemy always looks for opportunity to do worse to you. So while you have opportunity to do better, some of you do more on your job than you do at church. Ooh. She done what she could. She came before to anoint my body for burying. She anointed the anointed. She anointed her anointing. He was the anointed one. Every anointing that she would get would come from, from him. But she anointed him who was going to anoint her. Oh, that's powerful. You missed it. And then he says this, verily I say unto you, whatever gospel will be preached throughout the whole world, 
What she done shall be spoken as a memorial. I want to ask you where your, where your worship create a trophy. Hmm. Will your worship create a trophy to be on display for all generations to come? This woman's worship, this woman's one act of worship has been sung about, preached about, talked about. If it, 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 it almost falls in line with Noah, Noah's Ark. If nobody don't know the Bible, they know Noah's Ark, they know Adam and Eve in the garden, and they know Alabaster Box. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Will your sacrifice stand the test of time? Will your praise be a memorial? I ask you all this and I'm done. Because when you pour out your praise on him to whom all praise is due, that is the only time that he will pour out his blessing on you. Y'all not going to help me. It takes overflow to produce overflow. It never is run over until it's running over. So enough with this. God bless me to the overflow. Because you ain't overflowing. Ooh. Ooh. If I turn on the faucet, it's flowing. It's not till I stop it will it overflow. If I don't stop it while it's flowing... It's just going to continue to go. Y'all better help me. Somebody better put a plug in it. See, it's all about you. In other words, you won't stop it up long enough for it to overflow to somebody else. Because the other people can't reap it until it. That's what he meant when he says, when you give. Now, I ain't messing with you with your tithe this morning, but that's what he means by if, if you see if you not give, if he will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing because the act of your giving and your act of you releasing and pouring into heaven it makes heaven open up windows so that it can pour back on you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Some of y'all operating out of half open windows because you haven't done all you could. But I don't need a half open window. Some of you just want breeze blessing. I don't want breeze. I want gushes of wind blessings. When Hannah couldn't bear a baby, she poured out her soul into God. And when God saw her pour out her soul, he then poured in a baby. Y'all better help me. Her husband's ability was stopped up to produce was stopped up until she poured out. She poured out, God opened up, and she got pregnant. Oh, my God. The Bible says in Joel, he's going to pour out his spirit on what? Off. That means you've already been poured on, but you won't pour out. 
If I've been poured on, he's not asking me to do anything that he hasn't already done. He's just asking us to keep the cycle of blessing going. So I'm going to pour on you. You pour on me. And I'm going to continue to pour on you so you can pour on others so they can pour. What did Jacob do? He set up a pillar in the place where they had spoken of him. A pillar of stone. Jesus, that's in Genesis. And then he poured out a drink offering on the rock. And he poured oil on the rock. That rock was the place of his transformation. Y'all better help me. He, he poured out water. He poured out oil. And he wrestled with God. And God poured out Israel on Jacob. Y'all Somebody say, let it pour. But you got to be willing to break. Break me, Lord. Pour it out. Whatever little I got, it's nothing in comparison. A whole, more than a whole year's wages she poured out. And all the religious folk got mad. I love the example in Luke because what it says is, watch this, watch this, and I'm going to leave y'all alone. Because she was a lady of the night. When the people got indignant about the lady of the night, it's because they knew that the prophets, from when they spent time with her, but she was willing to break that and pour it out. And God received the anointing of a prostitute. Oh my God. But we won't judge other people on how they what what He said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the. We need to come. We need to stop coming in the church. Stopped up. We need to stop coming to church. Acting like we got it all together. When we need God to break us. So that we can anoint his head. And wipe his feet. So that he can pour out what he wants to pour in us. So that our worship will create an atmosphere for God to continue to pour out on us. The reason why our earth is groaning is because there is a drought. There is a drought. It needs to be some things that need to be poured into this land. We got all us water spouts stuck up in here. And we won't give out water. But we ask God, give us a bless, bless me. How many of y'all said this morning, Lord, I need you to bless me this morning? Don't be, don't be, none of y'all. Okay, as I sure enough said, Lord, bless me this morning. I, I refuse to come in the presence of a blessed king and leave out here without a blessing. Yeah. 
but I also refuse to come in here without one. When I leave out, I want to leave out more than what I came in. If I don't break, nothing can't come out, come in, as well as nothing can't come out. So that's why people leave the same way they came. Because God wants more. And like we said, we're going to stop waiting for the right note to give them all we could. I didn't I didn't feel it. I said, God, help us to pour out. Somebody say, help me pour out. Help me pour out. Give you all I can because this is what he did. Before he was going to the cross, she anointed him for his burying. He knew that this anointing was that he was about to sacrifice his life for all mankind so that we could have life more abundantly. Why not give him everything? Let's stand. God, we want you to, we ask that you forgive us. Forgive us where we have held up our worship and haven't poured out everything on you. For all we have is all, all we have is because of you. The very air we breathe is because of you. The very job we have is because of you. Our family, because of you. Everything. The nice Sunday dinner we're about to eat is because of you. Every open door, every shut door. So, Father, when the enemy tries to tell us to clench our hands and hold back up the things you've blessed us with from being a blessing to others, from being a, a conduit of your grace and of your mercy, of your love. And it's not about giving money. It's about giving of ourselves, giving, being able to open up and break ourselves so that we can open up and be honest with those who need to hear our story, to need to hear what, how good you've been in our lives, that the same God that saved us can save them. The same God that brought us over and brought us through can bring them over and bring them through. Father, help us to be transparent about the, because the trophies that we are, that you've made us to be here on this earth and we give you praise for it so father we pray that you continue to pour blessings on those who are sick those who are feeling under the weather father that you would heal their bodies father touch my body lord god as you even now lord god and we're praying that you would just continue to keep us until we come together again to meet and give your name praise and glory help us to keep the cross ever on our mind to keep you ever before our eyes in jesus name and we give you praise for these things amen grace and peace